we were being creepy for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> this show is not for the easily offended. So if you are easily offended, go listen to something else. Fan Expo soon, eh, Kevin? Uh, next week. Yeah, next week, yeah. Like, what's the artist or creator you're most excited for this year? Most excited for? Oh, like brother. anyone that caught your I attention? don't know. I think they already canceled. Oh, really? Every I did see a lot of cancels. For cancels. Yeah, I, I've seen a lot of cancels for Fan Expo lately. Like, but it was well, more like TV was, stars and stuff, but... Let me uh, slap an intro on this then, boys, and we mm-hmm. can get into this, because this yep, Fan Expo talk is too good. Well, don't worry, Kevin will interrupt you. <laughs> well, we, we're not going to be talking about that on this show. This show is too good to have that low-quality content Kevin, on here. let's be good. Let's let him do his intro. We're going to be professional tonight. Let's do this. Go, Andrew. Professional? Well, <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, people. <laughs> Way to go. Welcome back to Indie Comic Book Noise. Here we are, folks. Back. Unfortunately, Super Steve-less. But he's in our hearts, if he's not in our headphones. Indie Comic Book Noise is your go-to source for very dated comic book news and chit-chat about all things independent comics. Well, maybe you should put them out on time, then. Uh, You're the person that puts them out, Kevin. Indie Comic Book Noise. Oh, oh. Oh, I am. This is... episode is going up tomorrow. <laughs> Indie Comic Book Noise, part of the Deliberate Noise Network. Today, our three hosts are me, Andrew the LA Rabbit, in California, USA, and our two Canadian hosts. Well, we're not sure if Kevin is in the Arctic Circle or not, but... Yeah, we don't know if he's Canadian. And then from the nation's capital, the Ottawa Otter, Phil. Say hi, Phil. Hello. As noted, we're part of the Deliberate Noise Network, collection of fine podcasts. Thanks to Derek, as always, the big boss man who makes it all happen. As you heard from the beginning of the show, there are occasional usages of strong language because the indie comic books can cover everything. However, I don't think we ever say anything controversial. Sometimes Kevin contradicts me. This time he's not Sometimes going to. Sometimes I do. Like, we might say something like, uh, you can have a good run beyond 24 issues. Like, I know sometimes people are like, 25 issues is the max? And we might say it's not no the way. max. Re- reconsider your position. I'd say 60. 60 is pretty good. Yeah, 60 is a pretty good run. 60 is a long run. Because a lot of the best were around there, like Preacher, Starman, you know, things like that. Boy, no fans of Cerebus or Walking Dead or anything. No, I never read I never read Cerebus, but no Walking Dead went a lot longer though. I yeah. mean if you ever want to do it a series, just do it for like hundred and ninety three issues. That seems like a good solid round number. You know what I can't believe? Fem Force is at like two oh three or something like that. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? They're still going. Well you look how long Sonic the Hedgehog went. 
It's sad they're only going for that many for as long as they've been around. You think they'd be a lot higher numbers, but well, but but they've done a lot of series. Like yeah. that's just one series though. Like they got tons of comics, uh, AC comics. Sure, sure. Well, you can also go to our website for old episodes and show notes. The show is also on Twitter and Facebook. Some of the hosts are on Twitter and Blue Sky. <laughs> <laughs> and one of the hosts is on Mastodon. On Mastodon. I wonder if Blue Sky will ever not make me laugh at how silly it is. I mean, I don't laugh. But yeah, I don't even laugh at your Mastodon thing anymore. That's where we're at, folks. Sorry, uh, we've had a few hiccups this year. It's been the year of Still? technical goofs, but we're we're almost back on track. Hopefully, some episodes will be coming out at some point. And if not, well. You'll never hear this, so it won't really matter anyways. That's the nice thing about this. Recording, not live to tape, you know. We can make bold well, predictions. I, I think people tune in to hear you say that that we've had some technical gremlins, and it's like years down the road, and people are like, <laughs> is he still saying that? <laughs> well, I want people to understand that we know it wasn't just a single hiccup. It was, you know, a whole bunch of them back to back to back to back, but... Yeah, uh, well, anyways, uh, time to make fun of Andy. We all love this segment. I did not realize that the Randall Park-directed movie Shortcomings was a comic book movie. Oh, yeah. Like, it it was pointed out to me, and I was like, whoa, because I even heard him interview. I never heard of it. It's uh, an Adrian Tomain, Tomine, how do you say it, Kevin? What language are you speaking right now? I don't know any of these words. That's a good question. But yeah, he's one of those indie famous. I would I would put him with like um, Dan Klaus and the Eight Balls and yeah, like yeah. That Optic guy. Nerve is his jam. Yes. Okay, Optic so nerve. he's the comic writer. Yeah, and he wrote the movie and he wrote the graphic novel. This is based on. Yeah, I don't know. I've never re- heard of that one. I want to say recently, I thought Kevin. Didn't you get, like, some kind of something from his Patreon that was collected or something? Or am I thinking of something else? <laughs> Not that I'm aware of. You had some famous cartoonist who had something recently collected. And you're like, yeah, this is from their Patreon. Oh, oh, the Rich Tomasso put out those uh, collections through uh, Floating World Comics. Oh, yes. Well, Spy Seal versus... Uh, you know, whatever, versus uh, Optic Nerve. You can understand, the names are similar-ish. I mean, the <laughs> yeah, artists totally, are completely different, totally. but the names have a have a ring to them. By the way, I thought that was interesting. Good luck to them in the movie. I was like Randall Park. Mm-hmm. He is in a lot of movies, even some Marvel movies. Whoa, how about that? You go from Marvel to Optic Nerve. That's pretty crazy. You know, the website actually wrote you up about this and it literally says sometimes people try to sneak things into an episode and then we get upset and look he just did it again people yeah anyways i thought i mean obviously kevin knew i did not till it was pointed out because i had heard that it was because i think it's his first feature film being directed (laughs) but he's been an actor in a ton of stuff so i was like oh that's Good to know. But anyways, that's kind of some good news to counterbalance. It's a good comic, though? 
by the time this comes out, all the it's probably long dead. But IDW's having some hiccups. They canceled all those creator. You know, I was covering that one from their creator. That was owned. gonna be my part of the news segment. I was gonna say we have you to blame. You you canceled these comics. Like that was my prediction. The Walking Dead. Why well, I canceled no. them because I'm buying it? Is that the? <laughs> no, no I was telling know. you. You didn't I was know telling about you they them? were going down. And then in the emails where they promote, they were like, why aren't they promoting these in the emails? Oh, it was you. <laughs> well, the thing is, they're sending all these weird one-off, 30% off sales. Yeah, I no, feel I like three them. or four a week with like, hey, this comic is uh, 30% off. And I'm like, I don't, it seems, are you guys having cash flow problems? <laughs> Well, like IDW, what do they have that's making the money right now? Like, what's their um, licenses? Turtles? Yeah, but that's it. And I think they still have the ponies, right? I don't think that one went to Kirkman. I guess they still have that. I mean, I don't know if that's still hot or not. I know at one point that was a big seller. Yeah. Maybe now it's. I, like... I don't think it's as big. I'm sure there's still lots of fans, but I don't think it's as big now. Like, I think most of those brony people died off. Wow. The COVIDs? Uh, probably. Yeah, and I don't... So I, I think it's a lot of less fans now and stuff. Yeah, I'm I'm completely unaware of the fandom. I don't see the books, but I'm not looking for them either. So maybe they're there and I'm just missing them. That's very likely a possibility. Sometimes, mm-hmm. you know, I don't... I'm not looking at stuff. I don't know. I would like to see Turtles change hands... Like a I mean, dark horse, I want. Like I want dark yeah. horse to have Buffy back. I, I want them to have. Uh, like even dark horse though isn't as great as it used to be. Like they don't. Uh, dark horse is been very. Like it's solid. still great, but they don't have as like they used to have a bigger selection. I guess. Did they? I found they did. Like the I don't nowadays, know. I don't there's not stuff, as much. You know. Well, that's because nothing is interesting anymore. That's what I'm saying. Well, they have like 50 horror titles a month and stuff like that. I'm just not into that type of thing. So they have a lot of stuff, though. And then they have the, like the Bendis line and all that type of stuff, Black Hammer. But they <laughs> handled most of the properties. <laughs> Kevin the was not going to let that Black Hammer go by. <laughs> I can't. That, I, I for all my not look, I can't knock it. That thing's been a solid moneymaker for feels like a decade now. It's good. You would like it. Did you not? You tried it, didn't you? (laughs) Kevin keeps slipping Black Hammer comics in, thinking I won't notice. Because I feel like it would be your style. Like, it's really good. I didn't, I don't think I read the ending, but I read most of it. I'm sure if I came across. It has more endings than people said uh, Lord of the Rings Return of the King had. I'm sure I would like it. Like, there's a series coming out soon where it's like really the end Part two, it's it's basically Attack on Titan. I mean, I'm sure I would. It just it felt like it was a lot, and at the time, I didn't jump on the train. And then, you know, sometimes when those things leave the station, you're like, do I really want to commit to purchase all this to catch up? I know you do, Phil. You're, you'll go in and buy like 47 <laughs> You're making volumes. me feel bad. You're making me feel bad about what I'm going to talk about <laughs> after. Because <laughs> I know you'll just be like, oh, this seems interesting. Give me every single thing that ever was printed. Shit. I did that today. <laughs> no, no. What'd you do it for, Phil? Give it to us. Well, have you come to confess, Bill? 
I've uh, I use this uh, comic site called Indie Planet. Do you know that one? IndiePlanet.com. It has like indie comics on it, and you can do print on demand or digital. Yeah, I think I've had to use it for various books that we've brought up on the show before. Okay, and uh, so there's I grabbed a lot of the free ones at one point, and there is one where the first three issues are free, and I just read them uh, like yesterday. It's called. Uh, hold on, let me pull it up. Let's say I have it on my iPad because I have digitals. The four uh, horse femmes, and it's about these like four women, kind of like uh, it's kind of like a world of like I guess mutants in a way, and it's the art's really like like I find it very charming. I kind of like, it, but it's very amateurish, and like it looks like it was going to be a really shitty comic, but uh, but I actually really like the humor and writing and stuff. So I ended up, there's 24 issues in total. So I ended up getting them all printed up and they cost me like over $200. (laughs) Whoa. (laughs) But if this print on demand company ever goes out of business, I'll have probably the only printed copy of this series. (laughs) And it's, but it's pretty good. Like it's written good. It's fun. It's, uh, it's like some like I like the humor of the writer, and uh, so I'm hoping it continues all the way through. But it's basically, it's 20 issues the main series, and there's uh, issue four though is two issues, so there's actually two issue fours, and then there's three spin-off series. So, but uh, but I really enjoyed the first three issues a lot, and they're free on that site, so they're worth checking out at least. Oh, we'll definitely want to follow up with you, Phil, to see if it was. Those were the best three issues in the entire thing, or if it keeps yeah. up. And I noticed there was a new Buffy series out from Boom, so I'm probably going to try that for next time. But I, I, my hopes aren't high, because the Boom-Buffy stuff has not been very good. Well, I'm glad you're willing to take the bullet for us, Phil, to try these things out and buy $200 worth of... <laughs> I know it's I know it's dumb, but it's like... Hey, if you like I it. Really en- I really enjoyed this, and I was like, oh, you know what? I want to have this in print. Because usually that's why on the set I just do the digital, because it's, it's way too expensive. But uh, but the digitals are either free or cheap, 99 cents or whatever, so I'll pick up a few there. I just, I just... There's a lot of crap on that site, so it's really hard to find the good stuff, you know? I find. Hey, you got to reward those creators... Give you Do the they make stuff? anything off this? I was wondering about that. Like, is like, is this person creator gonna get a good size of the money that I just spent? I hope so. I hope. Yeah. Otherwise, it sounds like a fraudulent. I hope. Yeah. Yeah. Because, because I know, like, sometimes, like for, uh, like, there's a board cra- board game place where you can put your make your board game on it, and they'll sell it for you, but they make like pennies, you know. So I always wow. I didn't know if the creators would like actually make something or if it's just about getting their comics out there, you know. I think if it was just about getting their comics, they wouldn't do the print option. But Yeah, that's true. But there's like Fearless Dawn, my you know, my favorite comic there. They have that goes on there a bit. So there's definitely is some good stuff. And like you say, you guys have gotten stuff off there for the show, I guess. Well I've used it. When I have to look up show notes for some obscure title. Okay. <laughs> Sometimes that's where it takes me to. Because, yeah. you know, you gotta, I got to, I hope, I'm, 
the worst for me the most difficult ones are obviously the older books because there's no real site i mean all you're going to find is like a review or something and i'm not going to link to that oftentimes you know the creators usually don't have websites or whatever for some no yeah comic from 35 years ago and especially if they're no longer in the business and a lot of those people have moved on to other venues mm-hmm. or whatever but you could do like a link to the like wikipedia or whatever like where it's like the history of the comic or something you know the info man i figure that stuff i try and give something either to the publisher the place to buy if it's it, old like that. you know if it's old it's a piece of history so just knowing about it you know yeah those they just don't get, get links. sometimes <laughs> not everybody gets a link phil i'm cruel no. like that you are cruel all right kevin what have you got for us well i was gonna mention with with the turtles that they usually give the annuals to uh different people so if you want to yeah, like see someone like Michael Walsh doing his thing on an annual or whatever. It's like, that's always there. My friend said the movie is good. Is that true, Kevin? Did you see it? I've heard from many people that the movie is good. Yeah, I'm not interested at all. Like I said, I don't like the look of it or anything, but... I, but, too, have uh, heard good... T- I haven't seen it, but, but yeah, I've heard people seem it seems to like, like it. the buzz is positive, but... Mm-hmm. I don't know. I know having... I think they used younger voice actors, which might, like, real yeah. kids or something. Well, yeah. Uh, that well, can be polarizing. Yeah, yeah for when me, I went to that, uh, yeah. what is it? Is it across the Spider-Verse? Into the Spider? What? Whatever yeah, something one. Spider-Verse. Like, they had a little thing for the Turtles. So they had, like, the four actors that are, that are voicing the Turtles. And then they had, like, Ice Cube and a bunch of people on there talking about the movie. Yeah, I want my teenage turtle voiced by a 45-year-old career voice. No, I don't. I'm sure it's fun. Uh, My problem is, as we've discussed probably too much on the show, is I like the turtles okay, but they're never my top thing. I don't know that I ever let them get past those kind of old original comics to a way, which is a pretty limited view. I mean... Think of how many yeah. great creators have touched it, but I don't know. I just, I've seen a lot of the movies, some of the cartoons, like they're fine. They just, I don't know, never really rang as hard with me. I just like the old comics. Like that's the turtles I like. It depends what kind of turtles, like cartoons or movies, like I've drifted in and out. Yeah, it's nice for like background type of thing, swims. I'll have something on in the background, and it's fine. Even the ones people don't like, like the Michael Bay ones. <laughs> like, as on as background noise, it was fine. I've mm-hmm. never seen those. Yeah, kind of like the Bumblebee one, that's it. They're, they're huge in that one. They're the physically huge is the twist that he put. Like, they look like these giant dudes. I mean, mm-hmm. they're the turtles, but they're not... You know, the turtles are kind of smaller in most portrayals. Well, they went with, like, real big ones. I felt like the effects were nice. You know, they looked good visually. Yeah. You could say you didn't like the style, but at least it didn't look like 
you the know, problem with a lot of these things is not using practical effects anymore. It kind of ruins things a lot. You know, like the charm. It's just not. I do feel things charm, look like flat. The originals, you know. Sometimes, yeah. with if it's all just on the green screen, it cannot have depth. Yeah. To me, in the same way. But hey, if people are liking it, that's good. I don't have any of the toys, but nope. the toys yeah. also look cool, and they're cheap too. I think relative to. Are they? Regu- I thought they were like ten bucks for a figure. No, which I know well, doesn't sound cheap, cheap. But Marvel Hasbro. Ten bucks for it. a figure—that's super cheap. Yeah, Hasbro yeah, figures they're, being. They're the small, small ones. Oh. Yeah, but is it better than twenty-five dollars for a Marvel Legend or whatever they're going for now? Eighty dollars. <laughs> like, if you want someone like the Blob, eighty dollars. <laughs> And I'm like, are you kidding me? Like, that's going on clearance. That's a lot of plastic. <laughs> I know. But it the, it still doesn't work out. It's not so $80 like, dollars block, worth. Like, two figures? <laughs> I, I just remember, like, buying a juggernaut, and he was almost bursting out of his package, and it was, like, 10 bucks. And I was just like, I, I, I was, I'm like, this is insane. But those days are no longer here. <laughs> yeah. <No. laughs> Well, they do have the option. A lot of these lines do have, like, really simple kitty toys. But I usually don't buy them because they don't look that good and the articulation is usually pretty terrible. But yeah. I do see them in, like, cheapo outlet places. Yeah, but, I haven't got any Turtles figures in a long time. My buddy sent me the transforming ones from Playmates. I never had them before. He just sent them to me when I mentioned... In a prior episode reviewing the comic he sent me, he also sent me the four transform. Although they're so weird, the regular mode is like a turtle, but it looks kind of dumb. <laughs> I don't <laughs> like. You mean like it's a, they're a giant turtle or they're the humanoid turtle? Yeah, and then that's yeah, his weird. <laughs> Shredder is like a dude, or he's the rat. Like you turn his head around, and he's yeah has like a human head and human hands and human feet. Or you can but they're mechanical him. though. Yeah, yeah, they're like yeah. little plastic robots. springs and everything. No, no, so but I mean transform. like the characters. Oh, are no, no, robots. they're they have muscles and arms and heads. They okay. just transform for some. So I guess that symbolizes the ooze hitting the turtles, and then they turn to the. I I just Ninja don't turtles know who leaves them in their weird turtle mode. I mean, for a while, so they're basically all like metalhead. Then, for a while, uh, now I leave. Shredder like half human, half rat. So he has like yeah. one rat hand. And well, one that's a weird hand. one. Why is he turned to a rat? You know, not Shredder. Doesn't sorry, Splinter. Splinter. Oh, Splinter. Okay. Yeah. Sorry, he sent me Splinter. That makes sense. Cause yeah, yeah, me. <laughs> yeah, Splinter's a, a human or a rat, or in my case, I transform half of them to be some human yeah. parts, some rat parts. But the problem well, is, should have been ask you in that other movie: is he is he a rat that turns into a man, or a man that turns into a rat? Because when has he ever been? He's not a human. Yeah. His articulation no, was... is terrible because of the transforming feature. You know what I mean? They have to mm-hmm. sacrifice. Like, the turtles have a bit more, but he has zero leg articulation and arm articulation and no head articulation. So Splinter's pretty much a statue with arms that can go in a circle. But yeah, I you guess... Know, and some versions... Dude. He is a human, Phil, in some version. Oh, yeah. No, I was, I was getting confused because I was thinking of the dumb first Ninja Turtles movie <laughs> when the rat gathers the little turtles. 
But, but yeah, I'm not sure which version I like better, if he's the rat first or the human first. Yeah, I mean, it's a fun toy to play with, but I really don't. It reminds me of those old Transformers where their articulation was just non-existent almost. Mm -hmm. They were basically like statues. I mean, the car mode or plane mode, you could buzz them around, but as robots, they were basically statues. Yeah, and Ninja Turtle toys, it's all about, you know, having all the little extra weapons and stuff like that, not transforming, you know? Yeah, he didn't send me any of that stuff, but I was like, well, if I found some cheap reproduction ones, just their... I don't need all their stuff, but just their basic... You know, the bow, the side, the sword. I know they came with all kinds of garbage, but I just wanted something to put in their hands. All one color. Yeah. I used to not like that. Zeros and a half shell. Yeah, I just, it was a weird, yeah, the transforming into a regular turtle from a thing. But I'm sure it was fun for kids, you know. No, we totally cut off Kevin from his Ninja Turtle comic. I know. I was going to tell you more news here. Okay. Give it, oh, it to us. it was news. Sorry. Uh, I, I guess Heavy Metal Magazine is is <gasps> not around. Do a Ninja Turtle? Oh, I thought you were going to say do a Ninja Turtles. No, there was a Heavy Metal not too long ago, I thought. Maybe not. Well, they were supposed to right. relaunch from Whatnot Massive, and that was like months and months and months ago, and it never okay. came out. Well, that you needed sucks. to bid in the auctions. That's what you needed to do. <laughs> so, like, why can't... I don't know, maybe they don't want to sell it, right? But what are they doing with it? Like, someone needs to, like, buy Heavy Metal, like, buy Valiant. Like, you can gobble up a bunch of these things, it seems like. Like, these are, like you know, good properties. I wonder if the, they just want them for the movies and TV, and that's really what they're looking for. I guess so, but... It seems like there's like no traction. Well, you were you liked that Valiant book, didn't you? Recently cover it. Uh, I heard some people describe Valiant as like a, a zombie company or something. They put out like one book a month, and I'm like, but that We're book dead. is still good. I no, mean, people the, can be upset and be like, I don't read read that company anymore. Get but over it, Kevin. It's Valiant still good. Is dead. Valiant is dead. Get over it. Still publishing. Yeah, I we thought you and Super sure. Steve both liked it. So, well, Super Steve liked looking at the pictures. I don't know if he liked the story. Well, that means he hated it, it. It, it. I guess the armor was a little too chatty and reminded him too much of uh, Deathlock talking to the pewter. Or was that you were going to mention the one where he talks to his gun? Wasn't that a valiant character too? It, it's uh, also a twenty thousand AD character. <laughs> I feel like that's a lot of characters that talk to their guns. <laughs> But it's such a good gimmick, though. Wow. Like, if you're a soldier talking to your gun, and your gun's like, I don't want to shoot anyone or something, that that's good stuff. And we had the one where he talks to his sword or his axe. I forget what it was. It was that fantasy comic recently. Oh, not, not Berserker. I forget what it's called, but I know Steve covered it on the oh, show. Oh, that's right, Mark yeah. Barry? He ta- has the axe that he talks to. Yeah. Must be barbaric. And, um, yeah, with the face on it. That's it, yeah. Thor's uh, talking to his hammer a lot. Yeah, I guess there is a lot of yeah. buddy weapon bits. Yeah. Yeah, I like it. And then the other one, Andrew, I know you were on top of this. Because you're all in on that indie scene. So when the 2023 Ignatz Awards nominees were announced, you were like, oh, I read all those books. 
Uh, no, I didn't. <laughs> Besides, that's more your speed. Isn't Michael DeForge half the nominees or something? No, but you know what's, what's in here for Outstanding Graphic Novel? What? Ducks. Ducks? <laughs> the, the true Ducks. crossover between mainstream and way indie is Ducks. You do love yourself some Canadian comics. <laughs> I still haven't read it. I did watch that uh, the Netflix one, the Nimona. That was fun. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, you know, I'm not all hating everything. I mean, wasn't there another thing that came out? Like, was it Heartstopper or something like that? It's it's just at the end of my uh, senses there. I think that was the name. I mean, I guess Cancor is, is here for Outstanding Collection, too. You know what that is. Was that the one you and Steve discovered? No. I don't you, know you, you guys Steve covered something did. from Oni, uh, an anthology. Oh, no, no, no. That just came out. I don't remember the name of it, but... Uh, Zeno. Zeno? Yes, that was it. It was an yeah. Oni anthology. And I think you know Jason. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean... On some of these, I like I recognize the publisher, but I don't know the book. So I mean, that's as far as I go. But for outstanding artists, they do have the artist for Pee Pee Poo Poo issue four twenty from Wait, Silver Spark. When you say Jason, you mean the the Jeff Crowell, the gay comic book, right? J A Y S O X. Isn't he Norwegian Fantagraphics thing? Yeah, the upside down side or. No, no, Jason, he's a gay guy. It's kind of sort of a little bit kind of like lighthearted look at the gay life. It started in Philly. I bought a couple of them at BankCon like 20 years ago when that show was still going on. Are they animals instead of people? No. It was like he gets a job and he has silly room. Like it's very slice of life. (laughs) I think it's from Northwest Press, maybe one of those. No. Yeah, it's Jeff Krell. It's a good good comic. Like I said, I don't know if it's gone on or anything because I haven't, you know, I haven't been bank cons, been out of business for a long time. I don't it went out of business. Yeah, yeah, the show just stopped, and this was wow. What was the last one I went to? Like three or what, four? Was that 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 wasn't because of COVID? No, no, this was like it was back in like a decade ago. Was the oh, last okay, one. <laughs> something like that. Yeah. It was nice. I mean, I liked it. It was just a little show. Maybe it went to... The Google's telling me it maybe went to 2014, 2013, something like that. Huh. It was the last one. So maybe you didn't go for the last one and then it went out of business. I think I did go. Because that was like... That was a show that I was pressed for. Which might be why they're out of business. <laughs> did you go to a show you're like, I don't know why it's in a gymnasium? No, that was the art comic show. Okay. Yeah, it was fun. It was just all LGBTQ comics mostly focused. And that's where I saw that Jason comic and bought some of them. (laughs) A totally different Jason comic. Yeah. Well, I'm glad he's getting recognition finally. (laughs) Anyway, check it out. You guys keep saying... Jeff Every Krell's time you guys say Jason. Jason comic, all I think of is Friday the 13th, so I think I'm thinking of even a third Jason yeah. comic. Well, well you, you know, 
Jeff Krell's I thought Jason. he was going to go with Jason Wood, and then after that, I thought about, oh, right, Jason from horror movies, but he went in an entirely different direction. Like I said, I'll put a link to Jeff Krell's website or wherever he's doing so far, so you can take a look, pick it up. Like I said, I liked it. It's been 10 years since I've read it or whatever, so I don't know if it's still mm-hmm. going on, but always fun. You know, it was like those slice of life. See, usually when I have some slice of life thing, it's usually never fun. Yeah, this is uh, deliberately humorous, you know. But I guess that's what I get for for reading those crazy Japanese slice of life comics. Oh, he even has a Wikipedia. Wow, how about that? Jeff Crow. Oh, he did a musical of it? Well, that's nice. It looks like... I'm not sure if it's still going on, though. Does not look like, uh, doesn't look like the la- there's been a recent one, which is a shame. But you can get the old stuff, it's still good. Not just because it stopped. Phil, you like comics from the 80s, right? I love them. I'm always yeah. looking for more. This started in the 80s, so, you know. Mm-hmm. That's more than 10 years ago. No, I mean, <laughs> the show that I bought it at was 10 years ago. Oh. <laughs> like, that's where I, that's where it came onto my radar. I didn't read the Ignatz list. But yeah, the 80s are my timeline of choice. All right, Phil, you got anything else for us? Uh, no. I, have... I do. If you don't, Andrew. No, no, I was going to have the most unusual comic that you guys would never guess I would cover. Uh-oh, I feel like that's oh, a challenge, but I feel like it's one we can't win. Is, is Ginger Dead Man? It's a comic nope. <laughs> that, as a kid, I heaped so much scorn upon, so I decided to revisit it. Like you hated? Yeah, I did not like yeah. getting these comics. Okay, like let it. us ask a few questions. Sure. What is it based on a on an intellectual property? Uh, the company owned it, yeah. The company That's tricky bastard. <laughs> but it did have a TV appearance, but I'm pretty sure the comic book was first. TV appearance. Okay. Would Kevin, have a TV your show? Oh, Kevin doesn't have any good is, questions. Is it from? Uh, is go. it from uh, another country other than America? No. And it's on a TV show, Kevin. You've got to know this more than me. Made an appearance on a TV show, so that could be like a talk show, even you know, where the be. writer was on, like that Picard. No, no, dude this is the this is the character. It's an older okay. comic book. Old. Better not be. You're not going to talk slack about Mighty Mouse, are you? No. <laughs> okay. But you're thinking in the right time frame, Phil. Oh. This might okay. be a little after that. I don't know. Is it Mighty Mouse from like the 30s or something? Uh. Originally, I think. I'm only yeah, familiar so with like the more modern takes, but I thought it was. Like I saw me old. too. Yeah, I saw the more modern stuff. So it's, it's not like a comic strip type of thing. No. I got no guesses because I think this is out of my wheelhouse. I don't I don't know. Well, I can give you a big hint if you want. I can give you the publisher. Okay. That should this will help yeah. narrow it down. It's from Harvey Comics. Oh. Casper. It's Casper Tennis and Man. Nightmare. The Galloping yeah. Ghost. I should, I should you know what? I should have known that because I've heard you say you don't like Casper Comics so many times. <laughs> yeah. Har- when I was a kid, I wanted superheroes and people would give me Fucking Harvey Comics. I liked, I liked Harvey Comics as I a kid. I like, yeah. this stuff is for idiots and small children. I was a small child. But still. Mm-hmm. 
This is uh... like I I preferred those over the Archies, like the small Harvey books. Like I I preferred those as a kid over the Archies. Well, this is a full size or like a regular regular size yeah. comic book. And what was interesting is uh, Casper ended up having a a TV show. In fact, they do an ad in here for it. And he had his moment. I want to say the seventies was probably where he peaked. I mean, he continued on, but when I think Mm -hmm. Casper, I think 70, and he had a shit ton of comics, but what's interesting is most of them didn't run. It's not like Donald Duck or Mickey Mouse where it ran for hundreds of episodes or whatever. Instead, they seem to do this thing where they would just have a million different titles. I mean, his original title went like 260 issues, which is a lot, but he had like a hundred different, that was their strategy is like, let's just keep releasing titles. So this one is Casper and Nightmare, which is from the 60s into the 70s, ran like 46 issues. Mm -hmm. I have issue 43, 20 cent cover price. I believe Heritage claims, I don't know how much we trust Heritage auctions, claims Warren Kremer did the cover. I don't know. Do we trust Heritage? I've been disillusioned by some of these online auction places with their shenanigans. I mean, I trust them more than other places. So, I mean, they're, they're higher on the scale than, you know, you know, those places. Well, Warren Kremer was a big wig at Harvey comics, uh, created Richie rich, hot stuff, and a few other characters and worked on. Oh, I loved hot stuff. So it's believable that he did do the cover. I just never know. Like, I'm, the other thing is, this is a crappy era. Even though Marvel was crediting people, Harvey isn't, which I think is not fair. The other thing I think is mm-hmm. interesting is conceptually, it has a couple different stories, but the main story has two parts, but they intersect it with little one-page strips. So it's Casper and this ghost horse. But the ghost horse mane looks like kind of an old-timey wig in a way. So mm-hmm. his whole thing is, Casper's big thing is not trying to frighten people. The other thing I like about these old Harvey comics is all the ads are all those little tiny joke novelty, like x-ray glasses and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like the Marvels, even from 10 years earlier, there's a lot of, you know, do you want a job, learn a trade, add muscle, that sort of thing. These are all like, buy Casper bed sheets. Casper's on TV. You know, buy a novelty hand buzzer. Yeah. Read Jackie Joker's magazine. Like, just the... I kind of miss the higher end of, like, figure out how to make a CB radio, not boys sell grit for traffic and iron-on transfers. But, you know, this really was pitched to kids. But it was approved by the Comics Code. So, Casper and Nightmare have to find this king's purple elephants. And he basically but, just tools around the United States and he goes up to your part of the world, Kevin, and finds two Inuit people in an igloo gutting fish. Oh, they're scared. The whole shtick of Casper is he's friendly, but everyone's afraid of him when they see him. That's a joke that runs the entire length of the comic there. You have his massive character arc right there. Yeah. So Jackie Joker is a supporting character in Richie Rich. I, I don't I think he might have been his own character. I don't know if he's from Richie. They're just a bunch of ads for him here in his own huh. magazine. 
So after some questionable depictions of the Inuit people, we move on to the South, where he's dressed like Foghorn Leghorn, if he was a human. You know, the hat and the big handlebar mm-hmm. mustache. Casper and they don't like him. Costumes. Yeah, because he doesn't have a southern accent. Then he goes out west, and they're, you know, don't like him either because he's a ghost. And then he goes to the east coast, and he's dressed up like Richie Rich, and they don't like that. Because they're like, he's asking questions. We don't help out people. So after Casper insults all four quadrants of the United States and the Arctic, he can't find them. And then they have a couple of interstitial one-page ones. But what Casper does to solve the problem is he puts on his detective hat and finds that a giant has stolen the elephants to use as bookends. But he convinces him to give them back and teaches the giant to read. Yeah, like, what a real... I'll see if this is on YouTube, but they also promote for a $1.25. You can get a Sad Sack and Wendy LP little short... Oh, no, sorry, EP record. Or a Casper Richie Rich songs. So you could send money and they will give you two hit songs and two free comic books for a dollar twenty-five. Now, cover price of twenty cents, that's a lot. I mean, what are you gonna pay, Phil, to hear two hot songs back in the early seventies? Oh, I would have paid because I used to do like the Wizard magazine giveaways, you know, to get like the half <laughs> comics and stuff like that. So, or the two oh nine nine Punisher one, the sign one. So I would have totally got it. I would have paid for, for what was it, for a record? One record? You get a record that has two songs and you get two comic books. All right. I would have paid $1.50 <laughs> back so, then. <laughs> and then one thing I did think was really nice is they have a schedule of their release dates. Like a full page ad with May 3rd, here are the comics, May 10th, mm-hmm. May 7th. Like, I think that's neat. Like, Marvel used to have little checklists and stuff, but nothing this specific about these yeah, are the days that are coming out. Did they did they hold up, though, was the question. Well, I'm not. <laughs> I can't go back in time to a comic dealer and find out, but this is New Comic Thursday, too, by the way, people. Harvey's got distributed on oh. Thursdays. Well, yeah, the comic day has switched a lot over yeah. the years since I've been collecting, I remember, because I'm trying to... When was the original day? Like, I know, I know it's been on... I feel like it's been on Tuesday once. Yeah, now it's back to Tuesday for some places. <laughs> yeah, some places are going back. But it but it has switched days, like it's it has yeah, kind of yeah. I will admit I skipped the two page text piece, but they have a two spot illustrations of Casper and then one of a witch doctor. And maybe they could have skipped that spot illustration. That's all I'll say about that. And then the next story is a character, Horace Hardnut, who can't be scared. But And Casper doesn't even want to scare him, but he does. Anyways, Horace Hardnut coming to it. I'm sure he's going to get his own series at some point, right, Phil? I imagine. Uh, so what's the moral of the story? You said you hate Casper. You read a Casper. Now I'm confused if you liked it or not. I do not. I feel like okay. it's really <laughs> okay, simplistic. That's what I was thinking. Okay. Like the art is fine, but the whole, all his whole point of I don't want to scare people, but I scare them. It just yeah. how oh, it's old. Yeah, that's, like that's even boring. for one issue, there's three stories with that in it, and I'm like, I can't. That seems like a lot of 
the same theme running through this. Although I would be tempted if I saw, if you saw a comic today called Horace Hardnut, Phil, what would you think? I would think it was a porn. <laughs> he has a little tiny bowler hat, but I also, I do like the ads for onion gum and the Wolfman mask and learn karate tricks and x-ray specs. I never sent out away for that stuff, but it was always funny looking at him. Throw your voice. But anyways, that was Casper 1973. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. It just isn't. It feels like, I guess it really is just made for little kids, but what a weird. Why'd you even pick that up? Oh, I was getting books for someone as a gift that was related mm-hmm. to when they were born. So this mm-hmm. was someone's birthday month comic and i thought it was kind of funny like a casper and it's surprisingly in i'm bad at grading but i will say for a 50 year old comic like i count two spine ticks like mostly white pages the corners are in really good shape well the top one's a little danged but for me this for a 50 year old comic this is yeah. Gem mint for my you've seen the stuff I send you, Phil. Like yeah. I had traffic in reader copies, so I've been looking at some of those from back then, but like uh some of like science fiction ones and stuff. Yeah, I enjoy Kinda. I like getting mm-hmm. the comics. They have it on the co- obviously the distribution is all screwed up. So all I can go by is the cover date. Which yeah. I know isn't when it was on the stands, but that's not the point. Like who cares? No, yeah. When it was on the stands. I mean, I guess that would be the technical way to do it, but eh. I just like, I think it's funny to see it from the year you were born in the month. You know what? That always fucking bugged me about comic books is like <laughs> how the month wouldn't match up for when it came out, you know? Yeah, magazines like that, too. They always have that. Yeah, it really time. bugs me. Yeah, it You're trying to trick people into keeping their stuff on the stand. I guess yeah. so, eh? That That's makes the sense. Point. Yeah. All right, Kevin, I'll let you finish us off. One more. One oh, all right. Um, a funny, funny uh, little story before this. Uh, I pre-ordered this, and I was like, oh, yeah, Image Comics. And, you know, you get a little preview, look at the creators, you know. And then you get the comic, and then you see the Top Cow logo on it, and you're like, oh, no. And you're like, yeah, I do I the same realize? thing. I do the same thing. And I'm like, did I not realize this? this is... From Top Cow, I know. I know Top Cow used to promote themselves pretty heavily, like almost like yeah. they had a different. And, and Top Cow has some good books, but it's it's. I don't know. A lot of the time, it's not my thing, though. Yeah, I'll be I, honest. I sometimes like I forget Top Cow is image. Is that embarrassing? <laughs> like I just think of it as Top Cow. I don't think of it yeah. as it's, yeah. Oh, it's its own thing. That's one but of I the few like that kept it's. Too kept its kind of identity pretty strong they did, in its yeah. branding. Yeah. But now now the, the company that promotes themselves as a separate company is like Skybound. They make you know it's Skybound. Like, I don't feel like Top Cow is like that anymore. No, but I just think when I think Top Cow, I think oh, Witchblade and yeah. that sort of, like, its own thing. So anyways, you're getting the new Witchblade reboot. Go on. <laughs> yes, right. I'm also writing it. <laughs> Yeah, so I was just like, and then they're they're probably thinking like, oh, that's why we did that because you wouldn't have ordered it. I'm like, I don't know if that's exactly fair. I might have still ordered it, but I was just a moment of, oh no, maybe I made a bad decision. 
But uh, it was kind of funny that I re- when people commented on Top Cow coloring and computer coloring and everything, like, say, late 90s, early 2000s, like, they would be like, oh, it prints too dark or it's muddy or whatever. And this comic, for my liking, is printed a little little too dark. So I was just like, oh, that's, I guess that's intentional. <laughs> I, I, like, I imagine after 20 years, they they've solved this problem so that's you know who knows though right it's their brand it's their trademark kevin (laughs) exactly is there a company that prints too light like oh that was supposed to be darker but now it looks like everything's happening during the daytime anyhow this is antarctica and if you know anything it's it's one of those like little subgenre things sort of like i was like yeah jupiter and europa and stories about that well antarctica is like another one of those cool little subgenre comic book places yeah why not it's an extreme environment i know so like a lot of you can do a i mean not a lot of places to go but enough exciting things to do i i think like save money on the colorist too kevin right <laughs> have all i mean it can be i was just thinking of whiteout Lieber and uh, Rucka Whiteout. Yeah, there you go. And then also recently, uh, 20,000 AD had that whole um, Judge Hershey in Antarctica with the and weird... Burn do that with like some Alpha Flight comic or something yeah. where he had a few blank pages with just the word balloons because they're fighting in a blizzard. Or... It's true. It's famous. I wonder if something like that taught the wrong lessons though sometimes. But anyways, this is by uh, Simon Burke's uh, Willie Roberts. If it's if it's Will and then an I, is that Willie? Will I? Will I? Sure. Will I? Let's go with that. So what do you and think? And white. What, what, so what's the deal? Is it good? Bad? Is it Casper the Friendly Ghost? Good? <laughs> I mean, I think it's a decent read. I mean, this is this is this basically getting stuff set up. I do find it weird though, where, like, you know, the characters have sort of like an origin sequence. I mean, not that there's superheroes in here or anything, but it's kind of weird that, like, they're kind of detailing their life as a kid and as they grew up, and then one of their things is just like, oh, I became homeless, and this helped me acquire other skills. And and then they mentioned how their uh, it increased their fitness being homeless, and I'm like, I don't know if that's really a quality that people promote. You know, if you become homeless, that'll that'll <laughs> you'll get really your... shredded and have good abs. Yeah, I was just <laughs> like, that's kind of a weird thing to mention, but whatever, right? I mean, <laughs> followed by another sequence where. You don't really know the relationship between... I mean, maybe you're supposed to infer some kind of relationship between this this guy and the girl. But it's... I don't know. It's, it's, it's rather nebulous. Because I go, it's like she's homeless. And then she's asking this guy at this... I don't know. what it, What is this? Some kind of business? Or I don't know if she's outside is... Yeah, it's got to be some kind of 
some kind of business type of place or like a restaurant. And then she's like, hey, can I can I use your bathroom and everything? And they're like, they seem pretty familiar with each other. But I'm just like, I kind of feel like I need more, more clues, more information about rather than just she was homeless and he just is a good Samaritan and just helps people out. I guess I guess that's the whole deal. I don't know. It could be. And then I totally saw the twist coming where it, it's like, oh, he winds up dead, and then, but she had made this sort of like deal with him, and then she like becomes this uh, mechanic, and she wants to end up in the same place where her father went missing in Antarctica. So I mean, decent enough thing. And I think there, then there's supposed to be some like weird Antarctic mystery going on, because at one point there's like some weird light or something, and the people are just like, "Oh yeah, don't pay attention to that. It's Antarctica. Weird stuff goes on." And I'm thinking, yeah, you normally get weird lights and everything. Like that's that's totally normal. Well, you get weird lights in the north. <laughs> I was yeah, kinda, it's normal. I was kind of thinking lights. of that, but the way it's it's shown here, it's more like an interdimensional rift or something. So I'm, it very much seems like that's the direction they're going. Cause they do fix something and, and it's like, Oh, you didn't fix it probably because we can see that there's two places and they're only supposed to be one. And I'm like, I'm thinking that that's where this is. Maybe not though. I mean, maybe I'll be totally surprised next issue. Who knows? Right. Yeah. So I wouldn't say it would it would be what you would think of as your stereotypical Top Cow comic. I mean, I wasn't super impressed by the artwork, like fairly standard, but also not terrible. Well, it's going to be tricky getting the women into skimpy outfits in the Antarctic, right, Kevin? This is true. <laughs> this is very true. <laughs> and they have these like little bios on the creators because I didn't know who any of them were. And a lot of them are like, oh, yeah, I was involved in 50 Kickstarter projects. Or then the other guy's like, I was involved in 40 Kickstarter projects. And I'm like, well, Kickstarter is definitely a thing, a place where you'll get experience for comic booking. Hey, I've backed plenty of them and talked about a lot of them on this very show. So, but it sounds like you're definitely in for issue two, at least. So that's good. Yeah, we'll see how it goes. I mean, I like the locale and everything. And who knows? Maybe... Reminds you at home, Kevin. Do something really cool. <laughs> a frozen tundra of permafrost. <laughs> All right. I mean, you introduced from the icebox. Yeah. So, like, it seems right in that niche. It does. It does. All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. It's Indie Comic Noise. Kevin, are you using your catchphrase? Uh, the, the, the catchphrase is follow you on uh, Blue Sky. Blue ski. Yes. All right. Thanks, everybody.
Watch it.